Hello, party people! This is the Just Ideas Podcast. My name's Andy, I'm with Andy, and these are Just Ideas. In today's episode, we continue on in the legendary Straw Head series, a classic from the good old days with Dr. Eric. We want to take a quick second and shout out Barnes & Noble. Barnes & Noble is America's largest retail bookstore, selling everything from books and comics to gifts, games, and toys. Barnes & Noble has always been one of my absolute favorite places to go. I remember growing up, I'd run in that store and pick up the latest copy of Percy Jackson or the Hunger Games series. And even now, it's one of my favorite places. In fact, Barnes & Noble was my publisher for my brand new book, Just Ideas, that came out the end of 2021. So this company, this brand, Barnes & Noble, has always had a special place in my heart, and I encourage you to check them out online or in stores near you. One day, McIntyre Jr. and Mr. McIntyre are driving along in Flower Mound, Texas, and after they move on from getting a sandwich at the local sandwich shop, McIntyre Jr. turns to his dad and he goes, Dad, did you see that rich guy driving around in the Mercedes G-Wagon? Man, he had that big old watch on his wrist. I just couldn't help but think, there are so many rich people in Flower Mound. What do you think? Flower Mound? That's Rich right. people? <laughs> Unheard of. If I wanted to be rich... I wouldn't move to Flower Mound. Where would you move? Uh, where'd you grow up? Jinx. Also, well, yeah, yeah I went to Jinx. <laughs> yeah. Um, Weewoka. Weewoka? That's not a place. Yeah. <laughs> I was near Weewoka today. Weewoka, okay. Yeah. I think it'd be better, you'd be more likely to be rich in Weewoka than you would in Flower Mound. What, just because land is cheap? I mean, they only got Walmart, so you can't spend money at Whole Foods? What's your theory here? Well, sort of. Okay. My theory is it costs a fortune to fit in in Flower Mound. Okay. It costs a fortune yeah, just to fit that. in, right? Right. So what I'd love to do, man, I would love to do this. Um, I would love to see everybody's net worth in Flower Mound. Because yeah, I know they got a lot of crap, but I don't know if they have any money. Like I don't know if they have any money. <laughs> yeah, it's you all know? it's all tied well, up in four wheelers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got like a dentist making four hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Dude belongs to a country club. He's got a G wagon. Flies first class for vacation. He's upside down on a G wagon. <laughs> He's using the equity in his home, and he, and he literally doesn't have any money. Literally has no money. Over leverage. Not everybody. <laughs> yeah. But we were in the middle of talking about the straw head test. Definitely. And this thing may go on ad nauseum <laughs> because I can't stop talking about it. It's one of my favorite things. Absolutely. Is it, it, the whole world is designed just towards consumption. Of course. I mean, that's everyone would tell you that. Yeah, everyone tells you that, but then why do you play the game? It's a trick. Well, there you go. Therein lies the rub, as Shakespeare said. <laughs> it's like something along the lines of, you know, 5% of the people know it's a game and don't play it. 20% of the people know it's a game, but play it anyway. Yeah. And the rest of the people are like, you know, it's like, I make money, I spend it. I make money, I spend it, right? And there's, right. I got, you know, a, a magazine today called Tulsa Home. Ooh, very nice. And it's. You know, to get an interior decorator, I'm like, wow. <laughs> an interior decorator. Right. It's going to cost a fortune. Of course. Of course. And the interior decorator like, isn't going to know me. No. It's not going to be like my interior. It's going to be 
here's what we can do to impress people. In the old days, I used to get, I used to be so much better in the old days. It's so sad that, <laughs> that you couldn't know me in my prime. Oh my but gosh. I, but I would, I would turn bright red and start. So you would go to these South Tulsa homes and they would have a sofa mm-hmm. and it would match the Monet. Oh, with the Monet. Print on the wall. <laughs> yeah, right? gotcha. And it's like, no, not a real Monet. No. The Monet print. Right. And it's like art is not supposed to match the goddamn sofa, right? <laughs> you put something on your wall that's meaningful mm. to you and it doesn't match anything. Yeah, yeah. Is, like is, what? Is what do you story. have hanging? What's that? Well, I was going to say, you know, truth be told, in college, hanging above my sofa in my little house was a Monet print. So <laughs> you're speaking some truth there. But what do you have hung up, if not a print Monet? Well, what I'm looking at right now is my very good friend, Mo. Mo drew a picture for me of my Moto Guzzi that I used to have. Moto Guzzi, okay. So my friend created a piece of art for me. Over here, I have four paintings by two of my favorite artists. Yeah. And they're genuine. These are not prints. So who are these artists? Truman and Theodore Urich. <laughs> Those are my oh, boys. Man. Right. Here is, I went through a phase, like I think a lot of young men who think they're thinking when they're young, <laughs> and I got hooked on the Ernest Hemingway thing. Oh, did you? So I have, you know, a, a, an Ernest Hemingway ad for Ballantine beer, because when I was a bachelor, I liked Ernest Hemingway. And then I have a little print of Ford Collins, where my summer house used to be before I got divorced. Okay. Then over there, I have a handprint. Of hand. Musashi Maru. <laughs> Is the artist Theodore Yurik again? No, no. No. Musashi Maru was a sumo wrestler in Japan during the year I lived in Japan. Oh my gosh. Okay. And there were that I lived in Japan 1992-93. And sumo wrestling is one of the greatest sports on planet Earth. Wow. Not it football, is not basketball. Absolutely. Uh, indescribably great. Sumo. I bet there's a channel I can watch it. <laughs> yeah, ESPN the Ocho. So when I was there, there were these two Americans okay. who went over there to do sumo. Yeah. Which is a cultural outrage <laughs> because this is a Japanese thing. Okay. And one of them is um, Akibono. Akibono. I don't know these words. <laughs> uh, it's from before you were born. But <laughs> right. Akibono was an American who he's like six foot seven. I'm going to say maybe six foot nine. He's tall. Yeah. Big. Got, got very, very fat. So he could be a sumo wrestler. Sure. Sure. And, um, his real name's Chad, <laughs> Chad, which I know we're going to do a story and a story and a story and a story. We will come back out of this. Yes. Okay? We are the Russian nesting dolls of storytelling. But Chad, not one of my favorite names. No, not. A I haven't name. had a lot of success being friends with people named Chad. You say that about a lot of names. <laughs> I do. And I like almost everyone. So if I say it, people need to write it in the book. Gotcha. <laughs> Chad. Chad. So now what's been happening with the podcast is whatever I criticize on the podcast, all of our listeners go out and embrace this thing. Oh. My friends had a party. They brought nuts from Bucky's. Come on. 
I get pictures of people texted to me when they're at Bucky's. No. They would never stop at Bucky's. Oh, you're said Bucky sucks. Let's go get a picture taken. They stop. Okay. <laughs> That's incredible. I got an email this morning mm-hmm. from my friend Lance. Hey, Andy, I'm walking my dog wearing my bathrobe thinking about your podcast. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> my dad. Love it, Lance. Love it. My dad. Sent me a bathrobe for my birthday. Get out of here. Because he thought that would be funny. You Come on. You're lying now. I'm not lying. Wow. Your dad people, did that? Whatever I say, don't do. They all go out and do it. They get Where? their picture with dogs and buckies. Now, everybody is going to find their friend Chad. Right. And send me a picture of their friend Chad. I'd love it. <laughs> so back to sumo wrestling, then back out to money somehow. somehow. So Akibono... And and Masashimaru are Americans who became very successful sumo wrestlers. Akibono became a Yokozuna, which is grand champion. And the Japanese had this hero, Takanohana. And Takanohana, arguably a good-looking fat Japanese man, and he was dating essentially the Japanese Britney Spears. Wow. Because Power being a couple. sumo wrestler is the coolest thing. Evidently. So everybody in Japan wants Takanohana to take out Akibono because first of all, he's a pretender. He's an American named Chad who's calling himself Akibono. Down with Chad. And you've got these guys in the top class, all these sumo wrestlers, and the, 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 the Basho, that's the tournament, is 15 days in a row. Wow. And these old dudes in the back room decides who wrestles who tomorrow. There's no like schedule. There's no, they just make it up. They just figure it out. <laughs> and then, and then if, if you finish, you know, more than eight and seven or more, you go up in rank. Okay. Seven, you know, and then you go down. And then there's no criteria for becoming a Yokozuna. Really? They just decide you are. <laughs> and it announces like, surely after this, he has to be a Yokozuna. No, he's not. No, okay? just whatever. <laughs> so it's crystal clear Akibono should have been a Yokozuna because there isn't one. Gotcha. So, so there's no grand champion. They still won't let him do it, even mm-hmm. though he's winning most of the stuff. Yes. And you can have two or three or none, right? You have to earn it by winning a certain amount of stuff. Sure. So Akibono, while I'm there, is, has his match against Takanohana. And if Akibono wins, you cannot deny him he's going to become a Yokozuna. And the only Yokozuna is going to be an American named Chad. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be and criminal. usually you can't root for Americans because, like, of course we should win. Like, we we get into these these soccer matches with Guatemala and we lose. Like, they've got what? It's like you know, three A football. <laughs> they play six man soccer down there, and we can't beat them, right? Right. This is something you can beat. You can root for America without feeling like we've got more people and more money. So you know, it's not really fair but gotcha. this is full on fair i'm with you so so the, the, and i don't know if you've ever seen a sumo mat but it lasts for seconds yeah yeah you twist around a little bit and if you touch the ground or go out of the circle they do that sure so with no sumo style whatsoever akibono stands up and hits takanohana with his palms and basically <laughs> sends him into the third row of the crowd oh my god akibono is the grand champion the yokozuna and, wow yeah so 
I don't have Akibono because I liked Musashi Maru better because he looked like <laughs> Abe Vigoda. Do you know who Abe Vigoda is? No, I don't know who Abe Vigoda is. Anyway, he looked like Abe Vigoda. So that's about the art on my wall, which right. is how we got on that. And the point of the story is it's all designed to spend money. When we did Straw Head Test 1, did we do the distribution of wealth? Because I did more research on that. Did I explain how 15% of people had all the money? I think we maybe touched on it. It's even worse than I, I, I modernized that statistic. The old one was, was back from the old days, but the top 5% of people have close to 60% of the money. Isn't that insane? The bottom 80% have close to nothing. Wow. Wow. I mean, in terms of wealth. Sure. sure. So the guy with the G-Wagon may have nothing. Oh, yeah, he may be right? not 80%. Because he's a consumer. And yeah. poor people think what it means to be rich is to have stuff. Mm -hmm. And you don't know who's rich because you can't see their bank account from the curb. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And over 80% of Americans who are millionaires made the money themselves and didn't inherit anything. Yeah. Over 80%. Wow. And over 90% of fortunes are squandered, 95% of fortunes are squandered by the third generation. 95%, that is quite the statistic. So if we had the brains we were born with, we would be in favor of inheritance tax? <laughs> because why not the government take it to pay off government debt instead of letting those spoiled brats dissipate it in three generations? <laughs> I have never that, once thought of it that way. Well, the answer is everybody's going to think they're in the 5%. Oh, right, right. My third generation won't do that because we'd raise them better than that. Yeah, and, the, you know, and, these, it's, and the thing that makes my head explode is our, you know, the usual things I beat up. And, and when I was in my prime, I was all about this. Um, people had the, 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 um, the art matched the sofa and the sofa matched was, was the exact same pattern as the curtains. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the stuff is set up on the end table, uh -huh. which is like it sits there like you're supposed to look at it and be impressed. It's not like <laughs> what you would have in your house. It's what you would have to impress people. Yeah, that's interesting. And the sad reality is you can't impress people. Oh, like so if, it's... if you you mm -hmm. are a busy man for someone uh, just out of college who has a job <laughs> and no children, because I have three children and two jobs, and I'm much more available to podcast than you. <laughs> but in any event, if you started working out like a maniac, okay, right? Yeah. And my, my boys are, my twins are obsessed with who has a six pack. And they think like, <laughs> the more muscles you have, like it's that guy's so strong, he's got an eight pack, like it, it goes up in numbers, <laughs> right, the stronger right. you are. Exactly. So when you get very, very physically fit, and I can't imagine how anybody would spend, you know, three hours in the gym a day. No clue. Unless they wanted to make other people envious. Yeah, we've kind of hit on that before. And, I, I tend and it to just agree. makes people hate you. Yeah, people get upset. They say, why? Well, then I go, that guy's a douchebag or that guy's right. a jerk or he thinks he's cool. I mean, the thing is, you don't have to impress. Like, you, you can't impress people. They have the power to be impressed. Wasn't a six-pack enough, right? Why'd you have to go for an eight? Yeah, why'd you have to go for the eight-pack? Yeah. <laughs> What's so, that extra two get you? <laughs> what I'm supposed to be talking about is the straw head test. But I had oh, those right. new numbers. 
and I just wanted to, to drop them on you. I like so those. the thing I always thought was interesting is in the tug between labor and capital, mm. right? Everybody in labor is on the side of capital. <laughs> okay, I think I know what you mean, but why don't you go ahead and explain it a little bit more? Okay. So I always suggest in class that you might want rich people to pay a little more in taxes. They're like, oh, no. No, 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 no. Can't have that. No, that'd be the worst, right? Because <laughs> I would look at it like nobody else looks at it. Mm -hmm. How much money do we need to run our country? And then we could argue about that a little bit. Sure. But if push comes to shove, probably not going to disagree very much. Like yeah. we want an army. We yeah. want some roads. Of course. Firemen. Yeah, those are good. First responders, whatever we call them now. Sure. We want some police. We want some courts. I mean, most of it, you know, we're going to agree on, okay, where are we going to get the money? Yeah. And then you start having that discussion. Yeah. Then Who the should pay? The road. How much should they pay? You know, because this is how much money we need. Right. But people are just like, I hate taxes. <laughs> and, and there's, no, you know, yeah. just knee jerk hate taxes. We talked about that on the last one about, um, or not the last one, a couple ones ago, we were talking about the Republicans are just a shill for the rich, you know, and trying to lower taxes. And if that's all the candidate accomplishes, then that'd be quite all right. <laughs> yeah, that's what that last guy did. Yeah. Whoever so he was. <laughs> I'm driving to Oklahoma City, towards Oklahoma City today. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's a new beautiful highway there. You probably see it when you come back, right? There's like 10 miles of six lanes. It's amazing. Speed limit's 80. Yep. Bridges are pretty. Wonderful. Lighting's great. Yeah. Makes me happy. <laughs> like, I love good infrastructure. Yeah. It, like, I got, I got more joy driving on that beautiful stretch. I'm not kidding around. Driving on that stretch of highway than I would have if I had a Monet that matched myself in my own house. Interesting. I wonder, or in earnest, I wonder how many people would agree or disagree with that. Oh, I'm sure they're all going to go to the art store and get a picture next to a Monet and say, look, Andy, it matches my sofa. <laughs> That's probably more likely, right? Yeah. So I live near the gathering place. Mm -hmm. And for those listening in Japan, <laughs> it's a beautiful super park in Tulsa on the river. And they just tore down the construction fence next to the Children's Museum. Yeah, I saw that. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Phenomenal. And there's lots of beautiful infrastructure in the gathering place and and and, and, and it just it makes me happy and i think Tickle one of pink. the things that even poorer countries do in europe is they pitch in to make their parks and their public spaces you know beautiful mm. instead of having a theater room and consequently <laughs> people go to the um the parks Mm -hmm. and look at, you know, the beautiful stuff that they have as a community. And yeah. we're starting to do it in Tulsa, like the gathering place is good. I think we've talked about this, this before. But when I was in my prime, I used to, I said in that sofa that matches the sofa, the middle cushion folds down yeah. and it's got like a cup holder for a two liter bottle of soda. Right. Plus a garbage bag sized Dorito bag. <laughs> garbage bag sized Dorito bag. Yeah, I you, love you it. You sit there instead of enjoying the infrastructure, you sit on your sofa <laughs> in your, you know, watching YouTube TV. Oh my gosh. Tonight I'm not taking my wife to the movie theater to watch a movie. We're going to just go right on, right on the nice roads in between. You, you should. <laughs> it, it makes me, um, 
You know, you know what's even better? Tell me. In Sweden, they have gorgeous infrastructure that's not overpopulated. Hmm. So you go down to Dallas, they've got nice infrastructure, <laughs> but there's 10 Texans per square foot. Kind of <laughs> takes away some of the charm. Yeah. Not because they're Texans, but because it's overpopulated. Yes. Right. Yes, of course. But you go to Sweden, they have these gorgeous roads with nobody on them, mm-hmm. plenty of parking, and you know, beautiful restraining walls and the bridges, you know, have sort of an, an art thing to them. Yeah. And they, they pay huge taxes, but it looks gorgeous and it's not <laughs> overcrowded and it's everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. to me, it it cheers me up. No, I, it's so funny, but I, I, I think you're kind of convincing me a little bit is, man, infrastructure instead of um, what the straw heads are doing, I guess, which is garbage bag sized Doritos on their nice sofa next to a printed Monet. I think I can get on board with that idea. So what we know is most people, most people are workers mm-hmm. and capital, like capital doesn't want to pay any taxes. Right. Warren Buffett, the third richest man in the world. Yeah said he would give a million dollars to anybody who could prove to him that his secretary pays a lower percentage of income tax than he does. Huh. So his secretary pays more of her income to income taxes than Warren Buffett, the third richest man in the world, and he says it's an outrage. That's crazy. That just doesn't add up. But everybody's for it. You try to raise taxes on the rich and they hate you. Yeah. And as we just indicated, nobody's rich. So what you do if you're playing the game is you get your income past taxes. Yeah. You invest it. Then you pay very, very little tax. You pay capital gains tax when you sell it, but it appreciates for years and years and years and years Mm. without paying any tax. Which And so Warren Buffett, everything he makes is capital gains. Yeah, that's true. Right. And, And... he doesn't have to pay it till he recognizes it. Yes. Right. So, um, so I had another point there <laughs> that I was going with my tax outrage. Oh, 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 oh. So then they get mad at you and say, well, Warren Buffett's already paid taxes on that money. Mm. So when he invests it, he's creating jobs <laughs> and he shouldn't have to pay taxes again. Uh-huh. Okay. Gotcha. How I got an idea. <laughs> okay. How about all these poor bastards who think rich people are great? They go to the grocery store, buy milk, and pay 10% tax. <laughs> so they've already paid tax on the income, yeah. but they're going to go down there and pay tax on their milk. Well, I've already paid tax on this income. You can't charge me tax again on the milk. So why can you happily charge the poor guy tax on his milk, but you, you don't want to charge Warren Buffett taxes when he buys stock and makes money? Well, listen, that makes sense, but isn't the issue that people, even though they're the milk shoppers in the scenario, want to see themselves as being the Warren Buffett and like idolizing that and saying, well, when I get there, you know, like then it's going to be me and that's only fair. And Warren Buffett worked hard. He paid his milk tax and he should be rewarded by being done with taxes. Yeah, but it's never going to happen to the people who are for it. Well, yes. And like you said, you know, I mean, mean, we just we saw like 20 percent of people have no money. Right. So the benefit is to this money you don't have. Yeah. Right. So speaking of poor people, (laughs) I went to the fair. Oh, come on. What a segue. (laughs) And I'm going to try to talk about the fair and not do all the little 
things that everybody does. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to try to be a little bit different. All right, we're not talking about funnel cakes and petting zoos then. Well, we could talk about, <laughs> I was hungry at the fair. Okay, you were hungry. Which you would think is a dream come true. Yeah, you got everything. Everything you could want. Absolutely. Deep Couldn't fried. find anything to eat. Come on. Not one thing. Turkey leg, fried Oreos, popcorn. First of all, I don't eat meat off the bone. I'm not a pilgrim. <laughs> you love the pilgrims, but you won't eat like one. Come on. It's true. Wow. I'm spoiled. So now I'm going to get text messages from everybody with a steak <laughs> on their plate with a bone going, ha, I'm eating meat off the bone. I'm we a caveman. That's awesome. So I'm not eating the turkey leg. It's, it's meat on okay, the bone. Okay, that one's right? out. Then I'm not I funnel cake and egg. I'm not having that. I don't <laughs> like uh, sugar covered carbs. It's one of the few things that are bad for you. I don't imbibe in. Um, I thought maybe maybe I'll get a slice of pizza. Yeah, yummy. No. No, why not? Pizza on the stick. <laughs> it's true. I went to the Oklahoma City Fair. They do have pizza on a stick. I can vouch I'm not for that. eating my pizza on a stick. <laughs> like it's like it already I'm already not a fan of just sort of like grabbing it and standing there eating it. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna try to gnaw my pizza off of a stick. Okay, come on. And if I had to, and I don't even, I can't even picture how it is, but I don't want to, you know, like if you get it off the stick, it might, like you can't get a corn dog off the stick. It's like embedded on there. It's glued, yeah. yeah. So I don't <laughs> it's know. part of it. So I didn't eat. Oh, you're hungry. So, you know, they've got all those. So my boys, like, this, this is the thing. They're only, they're turning nine here in a couple of days. They're well, nine cool. years old. They're already, I don't want to you know, brag about my kids, but they're going to be okay. Because, <laughs> they're going to be okay. Because they're walking through the fair going, that's a trick. Look how much <laughs> this costs, daddy. Look how much this costs, daddy. Come on. Are Why you are those... serious? And, 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 and the other person's kids is like, I want to go win one of those big bears. <laughs> and I said, look around, guys. You see anybody in this entire fair with a big bear? <laughs> Not a one. Not a one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do one of the games that's easy. Do you see any bears? No bears. So I told my boys, and you know how much it is to shoot the BB gun at Probably the star? Like five bucks. See, I would have thought three turns for five bucks. Yeah. You'd, you'd blow 20 bucks in 10 minutes. Right. Ten bucks for one round. Ten bucks for a bullet. <laughs> and who are these people? If you have ten bucks for the BB gun, why didn't you buy a different shirt? That would be oh, because God. you know I usually don't. <laughs> Is that too harsh? <laughs> well, I'm just saying we were playing fair, and you know sometimes I think when you're playing fair for a while, you like to come kind of get a little you know digs in while you're playing fair, so people don't notice them so much. But I see. Well, I meant it would, I think it'd make you feel better. Yeah, you okay. had a different shirt. Maybe, maybe people. <laughs> some of the shirts, I, I I have to look away. I'm like, oh my god! It'd be like, you know, if, <laughs> if someone looked on your phone and found that, you'd be like, oh, that's embarrassing. Well, what's and, it and say? And they've got it on their shirt. Come what? on, what does it say? Well, sexual innuendos. Oh yeah, on the shirt. Political, American I'm sure. flags, yeah, you know. marijuana a couple times, yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yep. <laughs> so, my boys accepted ten dollars in their pocket instead of playing a game. Yeah. 
And we decided to go eat at the hideaway and they were agreeable to that. And they're <laughs> kids. Yeah, they're going to be all right. Huh? I mean, the fair is for the kid. And of course, the fair functions. Yeah. Right. You, and and they're and and they're they are thinking this though. No, no, they're not all the way there yet. They're like, Dad, how come it only lasts for eleven days? Yeah, everybody's credit card is maxed out after eleven <laughs> days. If the fair ran for twelve days, no mas. Yeah, they got to skip town after That's eleven over. days. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> on to the next city. One more cheap shot because you know okay. I can't get through. Okay. Yeah, and I mean this as much as a compliment to one group. Is I do disparaging to the other group. Okay, so it's a zero-sum game. And if you're in the other group, disparaging means to make fun of or mock. <laughs> Come on, low blow. <laughs> but the carnies, on average, yeah. looked more upscale than the crowd. Get out of here. To some extent, they were the best-looking carnies I've ever seen. Yeah, they thought about what they were wearing that day, at least. They had uniforms. <laughs> yeah, uniform. The only assumption is they're from other countries. That's the assumption. Because they looked so much better than the average fair goer. Yes, yes. So the yeah. carnies, the Yokozuna, and then the uh, the average goer is the uh, the Chad, right? That yeah, that's that's um that's <laughs> the best the be the best the best I can do. So I don't think we'll go to the fair next year. I think you know every three years I'll forget about it. Right. You know, I mean, I'll forget how it how it was. Yeah, but I didn't, and I, you know, we just did rides and stuff. We didn't we didn't get to go to any of the the farm animals or the this and that, right? But gotcha. But even that, it's like it's designed to sell you as you know, the whole thing is designed to sell you stuff. Oh, totally. And you got to figure if they want you. Know, one of the principles of our straw hat test, if they want you to do it, don't do it. That's the <laughs> that's the just the general rule of thumb. I think it's so simple and it's not even something that's hard to understand. It's just hard to to not fall into the trap, you know, man. You got well, time for one more outrage story before we wrap this up? <laughs> this episode? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Let's so I have a car that's it's made in Europe. It's a little bit complicated. It's not it's, it's in the middle of the it's not the fanciest car. Okay. Okay. Middle car. I don't want to name. I'm sure I did on another episode, but I'm you know <laughs> trying not to do them in here. Yeah. So my headlight is out. Oh jeez. Okay. So I call O'Reilly mm -hmm. and say hey, my headlight's out, and I got these two clever friends. I'm like, I'll con one of these guys into switching it for me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Guy goes, oh, I got a. Uh, looks like the headlight's uh, 130 bucks. Wow. I'm like, what the hell? It's a light bulb. <laughs> 30 bucks for a light bulb for a headlight? Yeah, really. Then I figure they probably don't know what they're talking about. I'll call the Audi dealer. Audi is like 28 bucks. I'm like, all right. <laughs> all right. So I go good. to the Audi dealer with my son. <laughs> yeah. We walk in a dealer. He goes, I just said who it is. Damn it. Yeah, I was going to say. I'll just yeah, gloss over right. it. <laughs> they deserve it. Okay. They deserve it. So he's like, well, drive down this road on the third left. Go left. Knock on the door. And they'll get you your bulb light. Yeah. Okay. So we drive down there. We knock on the door. And uh, this guy gives me a bulb. Okay. $28 rings it up. Easy. So now I go to an oil change. So I decide my friends are too busy. I'm too busy. I'm just paying some guy to do it. Gotcha. Granted, should have gone to the dealer. <laughs> that would have helped. But it it's like it takes forever. 
It really does. They say there's three cars in front of you. We'll get to it at five o'clock tonight. They don't even say that. They take <laughs> your car and say, we'll call you when it's done. Yeah, we'll call you. <laughs> we'll call you when it's done. Any idea? Oh, no, no, no. We can't oh, predict no, no. this. <laughs> can't predict this. You know, what, what, could I get a loaner car? Yeah. Next month. Yeah, you know, yeah. Right? Of course. So, um, so I go to one of those oil change places, mm. which is a great place, actually. Okay. And the guy dismantles the whole front end. <laughs> the front bumper. Suspensions down, shock absorbers, oh getting the bulb gosh. light in, right? Jeez. I hand him the bulb. He goes, that's not the right bulb. <laughs> of course it's not the right bulb. Right. Oh, my God. And he shows me the bulb. Yeah. And the bulb, the correct bulb looks like a laser beam. Yeah. It's got a bar on the outside and it's all crystal. Sure, sure. And the bulb they sold me for $30 looks like a bulb from a 1962 Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, my gosh. So think about this. Okay. He's got to put the whole front end together without fixing a bulb. It's like it's a lot of time. Yeah, definitely. And he says, if I put if I got the bulb, I'd have to call O'Reilly's. We mark it up by 100 bucks. Oh, my. 229 for the bulb. Jeez. Plus, I got to take this thing apart twice. This is terrible. So then he goes and tells him, don't charge him. He's bringing the bulb back tomorrow. Okay. Okay. So I go to O'Reilly's and I buy the bulb mm -hmm. and I go back down there. Sure. And I say, well, the first thing I want to do is thank you for all of your work yesterday. Yeah. I want to buy you a beer on the way home. <laughs> okay. He's like, oh, you don't have to do that. I'm like, no, I want to. And I give him 20 bucks. I said, buy a beer. So I really appreciate what you did for me yesterday. Yeah. So he, so he takes the whole car apart again. Puts in the bulb. And then he's so happy that somebody appreciated his efforts. He doesn't charge me anything for the whole taking my car apart twice. Get out of here. Come on. You did that. Wow. So I got something in the neighborhood of $120 of labor for free. I saved the 100 buck markup on the bulb. Yeah. And, and, it, and, and bizarrely, it's working. How So this is a lost thing in America. When I used to take students to New York City, mm -hmm. I would walk in with 25 Oklahoma State students. Yeah. And the bartender would be like, um, what's going on here? And they'd go, it's our class. That's our professor. And the guy would go, you know what? Professors drink free. <laughs> and every time I had a sip, they'd fill up my beer. Like, you don't have to have an IQ of 140 to figure out that's a good idea. Yeah, right? You know, oh, well, this is gone on us. Mm. The whole idea of maybe I can do something clever to make something clever happen in my life. No, that's true. It's gone. Everyone is brain off going forward. And what we try to do <laughs> is clue in the masses. And all they do is send me pictures of them <laughs> violating my rules of life. That's the story for today, Andy. I'm outraged. <laughs> well, geez, if there was ever a place to end it, it'd be right there. So for Just Ideas, my name's Andy, and that was Andy. Hey, party people, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Just Ideas podcast. Be sure to follow me, Andy Brophy, on LinkedIn so you can read my bi-weekly newsletter that alternates with our podcast release schedule. That way, every single Thursday, you can have something to read or listen to from Just Ideas. Also, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple and also now on Spotify.